With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube and podcast channel and welcome back to another match preview. After what seems like a lifetime, we are finally back at St. James's Park this weekend. Uh, we're playing Spurs in a 2pm kickoff, and it is live on Sky Sports for anyone who doesn't have a season ticket or, like myself, lives further afield from Newcastle. Um, I'm Scott, I'm your host for this one, and this week I'm joined by Joe. And Mark, Joe, how are you this evening? Doing very well, mate. Thank you very much. Ready to put the weekend behind us and have the lads put things right against Spurs on Sunday. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed we can do that. Uh, Mark, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Yeah, it uh, seems like a lifetime since I've done one of these, so it's it's good to be back. Uh, I thought I was joined by Martin Tyler for a moment there when you... When you went in the introduction, and it's live. <laughs> Not quite. I think I think the last one you did was Southampton Carabao Cup second leg, right? Oh wow! If, I know it was one. It was definitely one of the cup games because it was you, Decker, and Chris. Um, so I remember being enormous smiling faces. Special, oh, as we called yes. it back then. Um, and guess what, Mark? So ho- hopefully, has... I'm a good good look then. Hopefully, like, you like, are a good yeah. omen. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Um, and, and we haven't changed much either. Um, as always, the Gallagher Shots match preview is brought to you by Magpin Badgers. They are your go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamelled pin badges of Newcastle players, legends, and retro kits. Uh, their website is magpinbadgers.bigcartel.com. Did you see how smooth that was, Mark? Did you like that? <laughs> loved it, loved it. You've definitely been practising. I mean, when you do as many in a week as we've been doing recently, you kind of get the knack of these things. Um, better, better get used to it, you know, if, if we get into oh, the European Europe, yeah. competitions, you know. We'll every night, a, every night. Week. Every so. night, every night. Well, fingers crossed we can help cement that at the weekend. Like I said at the start of this, we do return to St. James's Park for a Sunday afternoon kickoff um, where we face fourth place rivals, would you say? Tottenham Hotspur or Spurs, as we'll probably be calling them throughout this entire. One of them. Um, yeah, one of them. Yeah, there's probably one of five. Um, Joe, Spurs have been a bit hit and miss this season. It's going to be very hard to predict what Spurs turn up. Um, they seem to, you know, have put in a good performance one week and then the next week they'll get a draw or they'll get beat by a team you would not expect, uh, you know, a top four or five team to do. Uh, they're currently fifth in the league, uh, as we mentioned, one behind us, 53 points on the board, which is three points behind us, but they have played one game more. Uh, they're currently sitting on 16 wins, five draws and 10 defeats with a plus 12 goal difference. 
Um, I normally ask this of Daryl, but as he's not here, I'll ask this of yourself. Um, what are your confidence levels going into this Spurs game? I don't want to sound too cocky with this because we know what Spurs can be, but Spurs have really dropped a bollock in the last, well, handful of weeks. Obviously, Conte with his outbursts in the in being sacked, well, by mutual consent, it's and it's obviously caused a, a major issue with them going ahead for the rest of the season. And they've not replaced him. And it's going to be a big job for them in the summer to try and really rebuild what is a bit of a derelict squad, really. You've got some fantastic players in there, but they're not really acting cohesively right now. And it was evident against Bournemouth just gone. They mm. drew uh, against Everton. And really, they're not a team that I think that we should be really fearing, to be honest. I think the game is there for for the taking. Yeah. Now, having said that, they obviously do have some fantastic players, the likes of Kulovetsky, Son, Kane. They, they're not to be trifled with. And if you give them half a chance, they're, they're going to take it. And that's why, although I'm confident going into this match, we still have to be very wary that they can pose a major threat if they do manage to get forward. Yeah, um, we'll come on to kind of their style of play and, and some of their players a little bit later on. Uh, Mark, I always like to think that we were a bit of a bogey side to Spurs back, you know, over the years. We've always kind of pulled out a result, um, you know, thinking even back to Obafemi Martins, you know, scoring those wonderful goals as he did way, way back when. Um, given, you know, both sides had a bit of a shake at the weekend and, and you probably say us more than them, really, because I think our performance was a shell shock as well as the result. Um, you know, well, maybe it's not a shell shock, but a shock to the system. Um, do you think this will be more of a cagey affair where neither team really wants to to give anything away? Or do you think it's going to be a bit more free-flowing uh, because both teams are actually going to go for it? Well, hopefully the latter. Um, that's that's what you, you want to see, don't you? I think, um, you know, coming off the back of that result at the, the weekend for both of the teams, we're you you'd think that both teams would want to put put that right and yeah. you know come out and give a good performance um you know we talked about on monday night we haven't been fantastic in the last couple of games bar the, the second half of brentford but um so you, you you did think you know maybe is is that one is that going to be coming so mm. you you think eddie's going to you know have had them this week training very very hard focused on the game the tactics of of getting it right as you say, Spurs are in, in a little bit of a, um, a transition period, you know, really, from from what they've, they've done. It seems to have been going on for months and months with uh, <laughs> with everything that they've had going on. So you, you'd hope for a very good game. And, and like you say, uh, Scott, we, we do seem to, touch wood, have a bit of a, a, a hoodoo against Spurs and, and always seem to pull it out of the bag, even when we're, you know, back in the days when we were very, very poor. I remember last day of the season a few years ago, we absolutely tonked them. Um, yeah. when you, you just didn't think we had that that performance in us. So, you know, let's let's hope. I, I am, you know, going back to the, the question you, you asked Joe about confidence. I'm strangely confident about going into this game and, and facing Spurs much so than I, than I was for the Villa game at the weekend and even Brentford before that. So... Yeah, let, let's Agreed. hope that confidence Same. doesn't come back to bite. We're on the arse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think you know you, you're you're quite right about you know us giving them some good games. I mean, obviously relegation season, last game of the season, we beat them five one, um, and no one saw and that. Aaron coming. scored, man. Um, <laughs> um, 
Joe, obviously it's our first home game for a little while. Um, obviously the fans will more than likely be riled up for this one because it's been such a long time since we've been... I mean, you know, I'm speaking like it's months. It's been three weeks, I think, since we were last at home. Um, but it's, it's been a long time. four long games. Time I think four games. If I, if, yeah, Man, you was It seems game, much, much longer. It does it seem a lot longer. longer. Do you hmm. think the home advantage will be that? Will actually be an advantage to us? Or do you think it could have an opposite effect given, you know, what happened last weekend... If, say, for example, Spurs were to go ahead early, early on in the in the uh, the game, would that make it a bit more cagey from the fans, you know, to the Newcastle players, or do you think it's just going to be, you know, like like when Spurs came last season, right after the takeover, in that atmosphere that was in that stadium on that day, um, do you think we'll see something similar to kind of right that wrong? We're at a stage now in the season where. Top four isn't just looking like a bit of a pipe dream. It's looking like a very real possibility and something that we really deserve. And it's becoming a tangible thing that is very close to really being in our grasp. A lot of the fans are starting to think that, you know, this is this could actually happen. And beating Spurs at the weekend is, I'd say, the first step on that last stretch to, to making that a reality. And because of that, I think the home advantage, the home crowd is is going to be a huge advantage. I think it's going to be very similar to the Man United game yep. uh, that we just saw recently, because we knew how big that game was, and and, and obviously everyone turned up. Everyone turned up in in every single respect. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I mean I'm not being funny. It's looking at Spurs. I think they'll always have a bit of a wake up call against Bournemouth. They really, like I said before, they 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 kind of threw away what could have been a really vital win and was almost a do or die moment. So they might look at this game now and say it is a bit of a it is a bit of a do or die now. If if they don't beat us, it's a long way back to trying to claw back uh, fourth place. And hey, if we end up beating them at the weekend they're going to start looking over their shoulder behind what's behind them, immediately behind them, Absolutely. more so than what's above them. Brighton's closing in, Aston Villa aren't far off. I mean, Liverpool could even have a strong end of the season. Hmm. So they'll also be up for it. But but I... Well, what Mark said is about Eddie Howe getting them back on the training ground. He was bollocking them when they were 2-0 up against West Ham. And yeah. there's not going to be a, cast, like a chance in hell that he's going to have them on anything less than double drills this week. He's going to want to write that wrong, and I'm expecting that to happen. So, yeah, I think uh, I think the home crowd is going to be well up for it. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. It's a it's a hell of an atmosphere, and uh, and obviously, fingers crossed, we do get the result. Mark, we'll 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 talk a little bit more about Spurs before we move on to Newcastle. I just want to touch on their style of play and some of their strengths and weaknesses. Um, I've been on my new favorite website, uh, which I'm not going to say again. Uh, watch last week's Villa if you want the, the web URL, uh, the Villa preview. But Tottenham Hotspur's style of play, um, they like to take lots of shots. They like to attack down the middle and down the right. Um, they're aggressive defensively, but they do like to play in their own half. Um, I'm going to go through some of their strengths, which is probably something that could be a bit of a worry. Uh, creating lots of shots and finishing those shots and scoring those chances uh, are their strengths. Um they also hit us on, you know, hit on the counter attack. They're good at set pieces just for the personnel they've got, um, and they like to attack down the wings. 
Um, before we move on to their weaknesses, obviously we were heavily exposed on the weekend by playing down the middle and also down one or, well, both of our wings, if you want to be fair. Um, is there a worry that the same could happen this week, given that Spurs play a very similar style in, in the wing, playing in the, you know, playing down the middle with Harry Kane holding the ball up? Yeah, I, I think the, the the only kind of caveat for that is Kane isn't particularly fast. Whereas that was the the big thing that really did trouble us at the weekend was the mm-hmm. the pace in the Villa team. Um, likewise against Brentford, you know, w- with Tony, even though he is, he's big, strong, he's still got a, a turn of pace around him and the, the others that he's got in the team in and around him. So, yes, whereas Spurs like to play in that way, I, I, I think you can look at the positions that they get into, but they, they don't attack in the same way as, as those teams yeah. do with with kind of hitting and like you say I think Trippier was massively kind of target that space in behind him that he he leaves when he gets forward um you know they were getting running at, at Dan Byrne because they know he he and you know Cher and Botman aren't the quickest in in defense so I think that's why we were more exposed for those I mean Kate, like, let's face it Kane is a is a is absolutely a threat but I think yeah. just in a in a completely different way to what we came up with, with Watkins um, in particular. So it, it's of no surprise that they take lots of shots because they do like to create that, get in and around. They're not, they're not afraid to take long distance shots and stuff like that. Um, you know, the, the partnership that Kane and Son have had um, over, particularly last season, they, they were fantastic, yeah. the, the pair of those. So they are always, always a threat. And I think that's what they'll, they'll be looking to do. So that's why, our midfield in particular need to be strong in the middle of that park because that was where we were, we were really weak at the weekend. We, we went missing in the middle of the park that allowed a lot of that freedom in the pitch. So I think if we can get a grip in there with, you know, Joe Linton doing what he does, breaking up play, getting involved, Bruno back on it. It'll be interesting yeah. what he see, what he does in there and whether he'll go with mm. Willick, whether Longstaff comes back in. Um You've then got that left wing side thing, even the right wing, because Miggy came back. So, God, God knows what team we're going to be putting out, <laughs> and we yet to come on to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that will be that will be a huge dilemma, which I think we see every single week on these match previews. Um, Joe, we'll turn to Spurs' weaknesses, and there, there aren't many, but to be honest, the ones that they that were listed are, are quite big in 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 my eyes. You know, you've got individual errors, which I think lead to a lot of their goals against them. Um, mm-hmm. fouls in dangerous areas, which again, you know, would lead to goals. And you know, you give Kieran Trippier, who's obviously up against his old club, uh, any range of, of a free kick, and he's going to try and put that away. Uh, defending long shots, um, protecting their lead. Um, they do t- tend to throw away, you know, I think we saw last week that a two goal lead and they threw that away. Uh, in the in the in the dying embers of that game, and then defending against skillful players. Now that was the one last week that I highlighted. Think thinking we've got Bruno, we've got you know Jolinton, we've got the likes of um, Kieran Trippier, that sort of stuff, and obviously none of them performed. Um, are any of those weaknesses screaming out to you as something that we you know we can exploit and we can use to our advantage? One hundred percent. I was watching the highlights of the uh, Bournemouth game at the weekend and. I think at least two of their goals came from pressing, high pressing just outside of Spurs' box. And what you just said there about leading to individual errors, yeah, they have several personnel who are, can be a little bit slow in their decision-making. Um, their back three as well didn't seem very cohesive. They 
Yeah, they, they, I mean, they, they looked a little bit panicky at times. And you know what our team's like? Well, if we smell blood, we'll go for it. Mm-hmm. So the likes of Longstaff um, and Joe Linton trying to win those balls back in really their final third to uh, to filter out to either the wingers or to go to Isak is, I think, is probably what's going to win us this game. Um, yeah, and also, I mean, their formation as well. They tend to play, like I said, with three centre backs, and then they play with two wing backs, um, which like the press very. Um, high up the pitch, allowing the likes of Son and Kulubetsky to get a little bit more uh, centralised. So that'll, that's going to leave up a lot of space. And when you think about it, we have plenty of overload on that side. You've got Trippier, Joe Linton. I mean, whoever's going to start on the right-hand side, as Mark said. I mean, it could be Miggy, it could be Murphy, it could be Gordon. But whoever's going to fill in that role is going to be pressing high and it's going to be working really hard. So I think that Spurs, if they're not careful, are going to leave a lot of space open at the back. And that's yeah. just going to punish them very early on um but obviously you know them pushing up themselves we're gonna have to be very strong in our defense which you know kieran trippier is i just worry that his lack of pace may catch us out a little bit uh if if we bomb forward and then they break on the counter same with dan burn really if he starts but you know i think there's definitely definitely spaces at the back that we can exploit there yeah no, Mark's got a little friend. Uh, Doris making the guest yes, Doris. What does Doris think of the whole thing? Does she, does, does she agree? Or... <laughs> there we go. Uh, Dor- Doris thinks we're going to win 100%. Of course she Excellent. does. Um, Mark, I'll just quickly rattle through some of the injuries that um, they're, they're currently listed for Spurs. Obviously, we record this before either team's um, press conferences on the Friday. Uh, we record this on the Wednesday. Um, you've got Emerson Jr., Sessegnon, Ben Davies, who could be back, uh, Ben Tanker and uh, Lengley. Uh, now, Ben Tanker is one of their top assists uh, for the season so far. Um, and I think he's only recently just been injured. I think he maybe only picked it up last week or the week before. Um, are there any names on there? We just think, yeah, I'm quite pleased they're not going to be playing. Or given Spurs' squad, do you just think, okay, well, they can rotate and, and be equally as strong or equally as weak um, based on what they do? Yeah, I think Benteke is what is the is the main one. He's he's been a big threat for them, hasn't he? Um, and you know, even Sessegnon, he's done very very well against against us in the past. So I, I know he's he's been you know in and out of their their team and stuff like that. So, um, but he was always very very quick and and caused us trouble. So I'm I'm quite pleased that he's he's not in there. Um, yeah, you know, even if he isn't capturing the form that we we know he's he's been capable of in in the past. So. Um, but yeah, you know, as Joe's saying though, I think them them wing back positions for those could could cause us problems, but it could equally leave leave gaps for us to exploit, yeah. and that again, you know, plays into how how we you know line up and approach this this game at the weekend, um, and and how it's going to go because you know on on the attack that's going to put an onus on our wide players to be being tracking those and and helping out the full back when we're getting on or the the oak covering the, the the runs back, you know, particularly the trip year which where we we did see that getting exploited at the weekend. And, and no doubt, you know, the, the the Spurs coaching team will have been looking at that and and we'll be looking and saying, you know, this is something that we can exploit down that that left hand side. So we definitely have to be on on the game. You know, the no mugs, the 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 sitting yeah. fourth in the league and the hot now are tails. So we just need to do everything that we can to keep that that gap there because um as you say there's a couple of other teams sniffing in just just in and around below them but 
should should we beat them? When you look at the games in hand that we got, and that 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 little bit of a point gap, it 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 could be a huge yeah. huge game. Um, yeah, potentially even the the old uh, six pointer phrase. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at Spurs' next two games as well, they've got Manu, then they've got Liverpool. So, I mean, I think big chance for Spurs. I think they would look at us as being the team that they should be winning based on previous and based on names on the sheets. But I think when you look at performances, actually, Spurs would probably be more given more of a, a, a danger to Liverpool and, and you know getting points off them than, than maybe ourselves. But we will see what happens at the weekend. And the only other player just to mention before we, we turn to Newcastle is De Silva is still suspended from the Everton game. That must have been a three-match Barney got. Um, so he's still out. Um, but we will move on to Newcastle. Uh, there's only one name on the injury list outside of Emil Kraft, who we don't really mention because he's been out for all season and he's he's probably not going to come back this season. And that is Alan St. Maximum, Mark's best mate. Um, Joe, we heard Eddie Howe say last week that we're going to get Maxi back this week. It looks like he's probably saying we're getting him back from wherever he was doing his incubation and his rehab to being at the club and training and not, you know, back playing football. Um, back from his think... oxygen tent. His oxygen tent, that's what it was, yeah, not incubation. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only other player, obviously, who isn't available is Ryan Fraser, and that's down to himself, but he did feature at the, was it the weekend or yesterday? I don't know what day it is. Uh, weekend. Under 21. Yeah, yeah. And he got he got a goal uh, on, that, on that, and apparently, according to the under 21 um Staff, he's been doing very well and being the ultimate professional. So, you know, we're not expecting him ever come back. But given that we only really have one player on that injury list who is featured this season, um, mm. do you make any changes from last week, given how poor the performance was? And if so, what changes would you look to make? Oh, and this is a really difficult one <laughs> because. Players have been a little... Well, they were out of form at the weekend, but that's a blip. I, I can only see the weekend as a blip from a very good Aston Villa team who obviously deserved the win. But then you've also got players coming back. Miggy's coming back. He played um, some time in the second half, and I don't know whether how looks at that and thinks he's, he's ready to start back up again or whether he continues with Gordon. In the last uh, Canny Chatter episode, which is out now on Spotify and Apple Music. We did chat about where we'd like to strengthen in the summer. And one of the things I did mention was, where do we play Gordon? Do we play him on the left, right, in the centre? He's a bit of a utility player, but he's yet to cement down a you know, a, a place in the, in the main squad yet for various reasons. But you think now is the time that he's going to get a stretch of games. So you'd think that Howe's going to stick with him. And stick uh, on the right hand side. A little bit harsh on Jacob Murphy, but you know it's it's the it's the way it is. Uh, Gordon has a lot of quality, and we want to be integrating him into the side uh, for next season. So I think you'll probably stick with him on the right hand side. What I'm more interested in seeing is what happens with Dan Byrne. And for the longest time, we've said on on previous shows, <laughs> is Matty Togger going to get a game? And for the longest time, we've said, nah, he's going to stick with Dan Byrne. I actually think that the weekend might actually be the time that we see Matty Target start a game. Big game to put him in. Yeah. But but I th- I just think like we said we the uh, Spurs' front three have a lot of pace. I know well we said Kane doesn't have so much but Son and Kulovetsky really do. They drive 
hard and directed players. And, you know, with the, with the wing backs supporting, we might need to have that pace in ourselves to exploit any space that they leave open. My target might be the man for that. Dan Burns done really well. And we know how much Eddie Howe likes consistency. So there is obviously the strong chance that he does start burn. But I, I, I do think that there is a, um, there is a shot that that target does stop this game at the weekend. It'll be very interesting to see that. Yeah, I honestly think uh, Dan Byrne keeps his place. I think, like you say, the, the consistency side of things. Um, he, ha- he has had a, a, a tough couple of weeks. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, but he, he is just a, a stickler for keeping that 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 strong team in. And that did he really do anything wrong? You know. Mm. I don't know, so it's not like he's he's kind of gave away a, a huge goals or penalties or anything like that, and had a had a stinker. He's just had a he had a tough game, and I think Eddie Howe will, will give him the opportunity to, to put that right. But um, I think that'll be one one that stays. But I do see a, a whole host of uh, other changes. Um, so for me, I'd I'd love to see Sean Longstaff come back into to that midfield. I think we massively massively missed him at the weekend, just in. Yeah. In what he gives you of um, covering the, the the field, dropping into positions, being able to, to cover on that, that, although he's not playing out on the right hand side, being out that side on midfield allows him to drop in and co- drop in behind Trippier and, and and give that little bit of cover. Likewise, on the the left hand side, we've seen when when Joe and, and uh, uh, Linton and Joe Willick have played out on the left hand side together, those two have kind of you know swapped positions throughout the game. Both dropped in and, and helped on on the left hand side covering the fullback. So, um, I I could quite see it, see changes there, and potentially you know you might even look to put um, one of the duos out on the left and then play. Yeah. Um, as you say, maybe Gordon move move Gordon from the left across to the right, or or Miggy did pretty well when he came on at the the weekend. So he might even you know feel like chucking him straight back in, but. Um, yeah, I, I can I can see that happening. Sean coming back in and then going with with the three that he had at the weekend in midfield, um, and one of them between the two Joes, or, or both of them kind of swapping in and running out onto the left hand side and, and leaving you know Bruno, the other Joe and uh, and Sean in the in the middle. All the Joes, yeah. all the Joes. Joe, Joe Willock did look a little lost, didn't he, on on, on the weekend uh, in that middle? It didn't seem to be his best. His best suited role against that team. Um, and obviously, when we've already mentioned that Spurs like to play it down the middle, Sean Longstaff is going to be perfect to you know, try and nip that in the butt as as soon as back. soon as possible. Um, and you can also then drift out, like you say, to the right or to the left uh, to help there, which is another area where they like to attack. So um, hopefully he doesn't get the runaround. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with you, Mark. I think, you know, it was apparent from five minutes into that game at the, at the weekend against Villa that we were missing Sean Longstaff in the middle of the park. Apparently he had tonsillitis and that's why he's out. So hopefully yeah. hopefully he's back or he's had them out or whatever. Um, and hopefully it doesn't affect him shouting at other players or, or you know, he, he's, he's, his presence on the pitch should still be felt. Um, any other changes that you're expecting, Joe? Maybe, you know, up front, does, do we start with Isak again or does Wilson, you know, come back into the fold? Both didn't well, really play too well at the weekend, although when they came on together, you started getting chances. Yeah, well, you think Isak's the obvious choice, but Wilson scored in his last two appearances against Spurs. He scored the absolute worldy goal, chipping it over Lloris, and then 
as you mentioned earlier, the first game after the takeover, he scored in the first few minutes. He's got yeah. form against them. And he's coming to a bit of form recently. He probably feels that he's not getting more minutes. Um, he's not getting as many minutes as he deserves, given his, uh, his his record recently. And he's only being kept out by the fact that Isak is also on absolute fire. I mean, it's a great problem for us to have having two strikers in form, right? I mean, we've seen both of them uh, play a little bit of time together as well. I think I really like that, actually, That uh, yeah. what Eddie Howe's doing, changing the system up some way through the second half and giving defenders a different problem to work with. And what's really nice is it hasn't been a lot of time that they've played together, but they do seem to have some natural link up and they're two different players. Uh, so it's 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 a great option. Having said that, you know, the formation, that 4-3-3 that has um, worked on for the whole season is what's got to this point. So you'd expect him to start that and not change anything. When you think about the reverse fixture, that high pressing, the likes of Longstaff and and, and Miggy um, really won us that game. And I think that's going to be um, absolutely paramount for this one. Mm -hmm. So I think they'll probably stick with the 4-3-3, likely Isak up front. But having said that, I think Wilson will definitely get some minutes. Yeah, I think it'll it'll depend how how we think Spurs are going to approach it because we know Mm. if if you're going to you know, put one man up against three three defenders and expect them to, to hold up the ball and win it and stuff like that, then you'd, you'd go towards Wilson to yeah. do it. But then if you want them to press, hit them, you know, with a bit of pace and, and run at them and, and put them under pressure, which we know they don't like, then Isaac's the natural choice for that. So again, it, it's, it isn't an easy decision of, of what, because both of them have got merits on, yeah. on how you approach this game. And, uh, you know, but they'll both terrorise those those defenders. Um, it just depends on on the way that that Eddie wants to go about it and approach it. Um, does he want them running? You know, somebody that'll run at them and 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 try and draw fouls, try and get something in and around the box, or somebody that's going to go up there, stick alongside them, bully them, and you know, put yourself um, around and bring in others into the game. So, mm-hmm. well, I have that's to say why though, get the biz, big books. Exactly. Yeah, true. I, have, exactly. I do have to say that Isak has been really good at dropping deep and bringing others into play, though. He's, uh, he's yeah, he's, he's almost well. been doing the Harry Kane role. Um, yes, you know, in, yeah. in, in recent weeks, and he, he also seems to be able to make something from nothing. Like he, you'll see him with the ball, and you'll think he's, he's, there's no way he's doing anything. This, and he'll, you know, he'll play between his legs, and, and he'll come out with the ball around three defenders. It, it's 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 unreal how he does it because he doesn't naturally look like he has. You know the body shape to be able to do that sort of stuff, but he can do it. Um, we'll move on to our predictions. Uh, Joe, I will mm-hmm. come to you first, mate. Um, what's your predictions for this weekend? Yeah, simply put, I think we're going to right the wrongs from the weekend, and I think we're going to beat them three-one. Like I said, the high pressing, the goal scorers in form. I just, I think this has everything set up to be that first step on that last stretch, as I mentioned earlier, and I think we're going to do it. Awesome. Mark, your prediction? Yeah, I'm, I'm backing us for the win as well. Um, I'm, I'm going slightly more conservative, and I think we'll, uh, we're will we going to win a 2-1. Um, I just fancy us to get, to get a couple of goals. Um, you know, they've, they've got it in them to, to score as well, so yeah. we'll, we'll do good to, to, to try and, you know, get if we could get a clean sheet, it would be nice, but yeah. Uh, a good 2-1 would, would do me nicely. 
Yeah, I think I agree. I was I was thinking of two one. I was also thinking of two 0 but then you you just cannot write off Harry Kane, can you? I mean, if you give him a smidge of a chance, safe. he's going to yeah. take it. Like so, I think yeah, I think two one is is probably a, a fair prediction, and, and I think that's what I'm going to go with as well. Um, yeah, I'd, hopefully it'll be as entertaining as as the games of seasons past have been when Spurs come to St James's Park and also when we go we go down that way either you know White Hart Lane or the the Tottenham Hotspurs Arena Stadium whatever they want to call it these days um always a good game so I'm actually looking forward to this one this weekend I was a bit I was I wasn't very confident against Villa um and I thought that was probably going to be the toughest game and <laughs> it, it showed although you know I think we did all predict wins last week but um you know, that's a different story. Anyways, we will wrap this one up. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, Mark, and thanks, Joe. Uh, if you like this sort of content, we have a whole host of stuff coming your way here on the Gallagher Shots YouTube and podcast channel. You've had the Over Smiling Faces podcast earlier this week. We've just launched Canny Chatter with Joe, uh, myself, and uh, Ian and Daryl was a special guest because Harry was unavailable. That's available as an audio only on the podcast. Uh, Decker and I recorded a video about Premier League streaming. Uh, so if you want to look at that, that's on the YouTube channel. Uh, Extra Time returns tomorrow night um, or Thursday if you're watching this uh, any other time because obviously we are recording this on a, on a Wednesday. I totally forgot the day there. Um, and then <laughs> we'll probably come back with a match reaction um, after the Spurs game uh, to wrap up the week, hopefully on a good note. So if you like all of that sort of stuff, Mark, what have they got to do? They've got to like this video for a start and uh, subscribe to the channel. And if you want to go even further, become a member. Yeah, membership is two ninety nine a month. That gets you early access to these videos, as well as access to the Telegram group. Um, but yeah, scroll down, hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the bell, all that good stuff. So we will see you back for the Everton preview um, sometime next week. Uh, that'll get recorded if it's on a Thursday. Probably have to do it early on in the week, so I expect that to come through as well. But thanks, everybody, for watching. We will see you all in the next one. Have a good one. Ta-da. Podcast Network.